You know, we used to sing a song, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. How many Baptists do we have here? <laughs> the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Tonight I want to uh, sp speak to you guys about the spoken words of faith. Let me title it again. The power of the spoken words of faith. Power of the spoken words of faith. Now, if you read in John chapter one, first John chapter five, verse four, he tells us, and I use this scripture from last week: whatever is born of God, doesn't matter what it is, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. What are we overcoming in the world? Whatever Satan can throw at you, doesn't matter what it is. Whatever is born of God, you have the potential, is there in you. You are an overcomer and you have already, in the mind of God, overcome the world. And it says clearly, and this is the victory. Because you have overcome, you are victorious. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. So when you are born of God, you already have faith. There is faith in you. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. There is already faith in you. And the kind of faith you have in you is the overcoming faith. The faith that will always overcome no matter what Satan throws at you. You have what it takes to be an overcomer. You don't, you don't need what you, it takes to be an overcomer. You already have in the mind of God what it takes to be an overcomer. You already have it. Now, if you are going to overcome something, then you must be wrestling with something, right? You must be fighting with something. Otherwise, you can't be a champion unless you have been in the ring, right? And fought. But this is a good fight, amen? You always win because you have been guaranteed to be the victor. So when you get in the ring and Satan is throwing something at you, you know this fight is maybe long, but when it's all over, I'm still going to be the victor. Amen. So we are in a fight. So how do you fight with the enemy that you cannot see? And he's coming at you with things that you both feel and can see. <laughs> it's different. Now, the way we fight, according to the Word of God, is through, first, your action. But primarily, action in words. Primarily, action in words. Because you are fighting a battle, it's not physical. And so, you can fight physically. You can't fight with your mind. It has to be through your words. Spoken words of faith. What we need to do is understand authority. We need to understand authority and how authority operates. In the natural world and as well as the spiritual world. Understanding authority. 
what authority is. You know, if you read in the scriptures, read in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Jesus says to us, Look, behold, I give to you power or authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. It's first of all, he says, all trample on serpents and scorpions and over all, not some, all the powers of the enemy. So the enemy has some power, right? But God's telling you, you have the authority to trample on all, not some, all of the power of the enemy. And nothing, again, nothing shall by any means hurt you. And he didn't lie to us. That's the truth. He didn't lie to us. Nothing shall by any means hurt us. If you change your mind, you sink. I'm talking about walking on water. Once you change your mind that the word that he's given to you, even that simple command, come. Like I said, make the water solid for Peter to walk on. And so, if you change your mind about what he's told you, right here, that nothing shall by any means hurt you. It doesn't matter what it is. The child of God is an overcomer. Your faith overcomes the world. And we must stay with that and stay and keep that in our heart. The Satan will come against you. I know how it works. He works. He's nev- the devil has never changed. Is always questioning what God has said. And then he becomes an authority to you regardless of what God has said. He told Eve as if he is the authority over God. It will not really be so. You remember that? God said, but Satan is now asserting himself and saying, I am telling you, now I am the authority what God said is really not true. You will not surely die. That's what he does. God says something and he's telling you something different. And if you come under his authority, you pay the price. So the thing is to stay with what God says. No, no, Satan. This is what God says. Even though I feel this way, no, it's contrary to what God says and I'm not accepting it. Just stand with the word. You stand with the word. God has already given you authority. And I, I saw another scripture so, so powerful. And I had to look it up. And, and I, just, I better use uh, the new century version. And that's, that's it from Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. It tells us this. We can use that scripture here. It says in Matthew 18, beginning from verse 18, I like to read it. I tell you the truth. Now, this is Jesus speaking, okay? He's not going to lie to us. He says, I tell you the truth. The things you don't allow, the things you don't allow on earth, that means the things you don't allow in your life. The things you don't allow in your marriage. The things you don't allow in your finances. The things you don't allow in your health. 
The things you don't allow on the earth. Are we on the earth? Are we on the earth? Are we still living on the earth? We always think it's up to God. God says no. It's really up to you. It's really up to you. Has nothing to do with God. The things that you don't allow on the earth will be the things that God does not allow on the earth. In your life. It's really up to you. This is what God has spoken to us. We hear it, but we don't believe it enough. We say, it sounds good. I wish that were true. <laughs> God forbid. That's what it says. What you don't allow can never come to you. That's what Jesus said. That gets me excited. It's only what you allow will come to you. If you allow Satan to persuade you against God's word, and then you allow it, it will come to you. Whatever you allow, are, you, are we on the earth? Yes. If you allow it on the earth, but what, what, what Jesus said, I tell you the truth. That's what he said. I tell you the truth. This is heavenly truth. This is divine truth. What you allow is what comes to you. And Satan is always telling us from what we see in the physical. And I go back to the Garden of Eden. He always wants you to think like he made the woman feel that fruit is going to be real tasty. Besides, you won't die. You will be like God, as if he's depriving you of something. You buy into it. You change your mind. You allow it on the earth. And God says it's up to you. You pay the price. You pay the price. What you allow is what comes to you. What you say no to can never come to you. That's what Jesus told us. That's not me. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. You want to know the truth? This is the truth. You are a child of God, an overcomer. You have faith in you. What you allow is what's going to happen. Now God's going to let the pressure come on you to see if you will allow it. You think God didn't see Satan talking to the woman? Hello? <laughs> you think he didn't see that? Why didn't he come in and say, don't you talk to my girl, right? Yeah. He let it be to see if she will change her mind. Because trust, that's the core, the hub of relationship. Trust. And when you can't trust God's word, and God and his word are one and the same, God knows you don't trust him, there is no relationship. When you stay with his word, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you refuse to yield even though you can see that fire in front of you, but you trust God's word and says, I still believe it's never happened before. No one has ever been thrown in the furnace before, but I still believe that this God that I serve, he has promised to protect me. I don't care what you say, king. Put me in there, and I believe God will deliver me. But even if he will not deliver me, I'm ready to go. 
And if we get that way, God comes through for us. Let me tell you, I've said it here before. There is never a split second from the time you step out of the boat and the water is solid for you to walk on. Same thing happened with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? <laughs> Not a split second. If there was a split second, they'll become ashes. Not a split second. You put them in, it kills the people putting them in, and they had not even the smell of smoke on them. Hallelujah. Not even the smell of smoke. And that's the Old Testament. And we have a better testament. We are allowing so many things that we shouldn't allow. We are allowing a lot upon our lives. The abundant life that God's given to us, we are with our tongues and our feelings. We are walking by sight, not by faith. And we are tolerating these things and calling them, well, what can I do? Where God says, if you don't allow it, He will not allow it. And if heavens don't allow it, it can never happen on the earth. You see, you cannot put aside or set aside God's agenda. Heaven's agenda for the earth will always be done. But you know, God has said to us on earth, because we are created in His image, and God has made us like His Son, when we say yes, heaven says yes, and the earth says yes. That's the way it is. Whatever you allow, that struck me really hard. And then let's go back to that scripture. And the things you allow on earth will be the things that God allows. Who is allowing it, God or you? You allowed it. And God says, okay. Did he say whether it's positive things or negative things? He didn't tell you. It's whatever you allow. Whatever you allow. You allow the sickness, yes, he comes. Hello. Let me tell you this. If you're hungry, you'll never hear your stomach. I mean, if I'm sitting around you and your stomach suddenly says, I'm hungry, I'm walking away from you. That man's stomach speaks. We speak for our stomach when he's hungry, right? If you're feeling a, you have headache, a headache, I wouldn't know you have one until you speak it. Right? Until you say it, there's no way for me to know. We speak it, and it's out. But God says, don't say that. By his stripes, you know, what we need to do is to train ourselves on how to speak. I've been saying this before. Because Jesus said, I never say a thing that the Father didn't say. I only say the words that I hear from my Father. But we like to speak the things that we feel. We like to speak because we're humans. <laughs> but that's walking in the flesh. And the Bible says if you walk by the flesh, you die. Read Romans chapter 8. If you walk according to the flesh, you die. 
Then Jesus added, and also. He says, also, I tell you that if you two, if, I'll tell you that if two of you were on earth, on earth, agree about something, agree about something, and pray for it. Notice, we agree, and then we pray for it. Just two. Where? On the earth. If two of you, on the earth, basically God saying, we have, as children of God, we have so much authority on the earth, we just don't know the authority God's given to us. And yet, heaven has given it to us, and we are scratching and begging like vultures, scratching. But God blessed us. He says, if two of you, just two children of God, you and I, you see, that's why Satan loves to bring, bring division among believers. Never wants them to, to be in agreement between husband and wife. They're never the same. They never agree. Once doing this, and they're constantly, he loves it. Because God is not the author of confusion, which means God is the author of unity. God's the author of unity. And when there is harmony and unity, God says if two people on the earth can agree about something and then pray about it, he says, I, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. Not me, it will be done. Just for you to agree and pray. Why don't we test this? Why don't husbands and wives test this? Agree that we too. He didn't say if you're husband and wife, just two people on the earth. Just two people on the earth. No, we won't allow this. No, we don't allow this. And God says because you're on the earth, it won't happen. But once you start saying something contrary... You have opened the door. Your words. You speak what you believe, right? You speak what you believe. We don't want to do that. So spoken words of faith are pretty very, they are very powerful. There was a man that Jesus said something about. Please understand this authority thing. That God is giving to us. How to use the authority. When you have authority, through your actions and your words, things happen. The authority is given to the policeman, right? He goes out. He just say a few words to you. You know about the judge? He has authority. He says just a few words from his bench. Right? He says 60 years. Guess what? They were just words. Right? Words. But words coming from the mouth of the one with authority. Things change. When you exercise your authority. If the judge sits there and says nothing, nothing happens. 
right before I came to church, my wife was telling me, Donald Trump has changed everything. <laughs> you go to the airport now, it's, it's real trouble. What? He just signed a few things and said a few things and the world is changing. Why? He's sitting in the place of authority. Amen? He's sitting in the place of authority. There was a time we called him president-elect. He can say all he wants to say and nobody listens. Nothing changes, right? Because he hasn't been given authority. But once he got the authority, hello, once he got the authority, all he does is write a few words and signs it. Sends it out and everything is changing. Everyone is worried. Protesters are coming out, you know. Oh, what did he say? And he's cool, walking around like nothing happened. And everybody's going back. He's got authority. The laughing is not funny. <laughs> but that's what Jesus said. I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all of the powers of the enemy and as you are trampling nothing shall by any means hurt you. How do you trample on him? Just through your words. Just like the judge. Just like the president. Through your words. You make things difficult for him. Hello? You make things difficult. When you say the word, it's like a judge speaking 60 years. Oh, my God. I was just expecting 20. He gave me 60 years. And guess what? The angels come and they uncuff you and you're gone. <laughs> it's over for your life. 60 years. They heard it. Son, you got 60 years. And you're going to the slammer. You're not coming out. Amen. Let's put Satan in the slammer. Amen. Amen. 60 years. There was a man in the scripture that understood what authority was. You know, you can read this in uh, Matthew chapter 8. He understood it very clearly. We are under authority. And guess whose authority you are under? The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The Most High God. He has all authority. Notice what Jesus said after he rose from the dead. All authority has been given to me. Both in heaven and on earth. And then he said, go. In other words, I give you that authority. Go use it. Go use it. This centurion understood what authority was and how to use authority. He came to Jesus. He said, this is Gentile. He understood the Jewish customs and he knew this was a special rabbi. There's no way to get a special rabbi. You know, beloved by everybody. Multitudes of people rushing after him. People getting well. Dead being raised. He understood it and he said, look, my servant, 
he's paralyzed at home. I just want you to heal him. And Jesus said, how come and do that? Now he knew that this was trouble for rabbi. He went to a Gentile's house, even though it was a good Gentile. And he said, I am not worthy for you to come into my room. But you speak the word. Hello? You speak the word. Because I know you are under God's authority. And you have the authority over sickness and disease. All you got to do. I understand how authority works. Just speak the word. And my servant will be okay. And the Bible says, Jesus was amazed. Only two times in the scriptures, Jesus was amazed. One was when he went into Nazareth, where he grew up. And the people said, is this not Jesus, the carpenter, son of Mary and uh, Joseph? Where did he get all this stuff from? And they were filled with unbelief, and Jesus could not do many signs in that place. He was amazed at their unbelief. This was unbelief on one end and the other end, faith. He was amazed at this Gentile's faith. He says, I've never seen faith like this in Israel. No, not even Abraham's faith. <laughs> Why? Why? Because the man understood authority and how to use authority. Just speak the word. Spoken words of faith. He knew the power of words. And what words can do in the life of mankind on the earth. He said, speak the word. You know, I'm a man under authority also. I know how this stuff works, Jesus. I know how it works. I'm under the authority of Caesar. What I say, I'm a centurion. What I say goes. Because I have Caesar's authority upon my life. I got servants with me. Whatever I tell them, that's what they do. I sit down and I speak just like the judge. And they carry out everything. And I know if you speak, it will be carried out. And Jesus was amazed at that understanding. And then for the first time, he made it clear to Peter. They didn't understand what he was saying. He says, people, Gentiles will also be part of this. Peter didn't understand what they, that went over their head. If you don't think it went over their head, you remember when he went to Cornelius? He was saying to Cornelius, you know, uh, Jews don't come into the house of Gentiles. You know, I don't understand what's going on, but God told me to come. He still didn't get it. They were not talking to Gentiles until then. And that's Acts chapter 10. And then after the whole of Acts chapter 11, they're still arguing with him. You went to be with Gentiles. But Jesus already talked about it. Right in this same scripture. They didn't get it. But that, the, the man's faith pulled that out of Jesus. He could, Jesus couldn't help himself. He pulled it out. He's already told them, I didn't come for the Gentiles, only for the lordship of the house of Israel. But when he saw that man's faith, he couldn't stop it. He had to let them know, I'm telling you, many will come from different parts of the world and they will be sitting with Abraham because of faith. He understood words of authority. When you speak words of authority, how do you not allow things to come over your life? Speak it. Say it. That's not for me. That's not my person. 
that's not for my family. I'm not accepting that. Even if the doctor says, no, that's not my passion. Sometimes don't say it around people because they'll say, you lost your mind. (laughs) Find a place where you can say it to yourself and be happy. Amen. Say it to yourself and be happy. Because God is giving it to you. Satan will want want you to confess the things that you see with your eyes. He loves that. And, and the more you say it, the more you feel better in your flesh. But you're killing yourself. Spiritually, emotionally, eventually that thing is going to kill you. Because God says not to go there. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 tells us how God created the world. He says by faith we understand. By faith we understand. That the world's were Framed. How? Through words. Through words. The things that we see came from things that were unseen. Through words. The tangible things that you can touch and feel, they came through things that we couldn't see or feel. And this, it remains the same. That's the principle that governs the universe. Words. Spoken words of faith. That's what governs the universe. The Bible tells us God and His Word are one and the same. And God is at the core of the universe. Everything is being held together by the Word of His power. That's what Hebrews tells us. The words, the words we speak, we are destroying ourselves with our words. We are destroying our finances with our words. We are destroying our emotions with our words. We are destroying our children with our words. We say, well, that's the way I feel. I'm just telling it like it is. No, you are being... uh, I don't want to say any word. No. Jesus spoke only what the Father said. He says, I don't, the words that you hear from me, they are not mine. And God's giving us so many words to be spoken from here. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Joshua 1 verse 8. He says, stay with the word. Night and day, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Why? Because circumstances around you, want, they want you to come out of that and say what you see with your eyes and say what you feel with your, your body, your, your feelings. Once you go that way, you miss God totally. Spoken words of faith. Spoken words of faith. This is how we must exercise ourselves. This is how we can change circumstances in our lives. Many times we think, well, God, why did you allow this? No, God didn't allow it. We say that a lot. I don't know why God allowed this. (laughs) We are all together, all of us. How many of you have said that? Please don't raise your hand, all of us. (laughs) We've all done that. I wonder why God. But God says, it's what you allowed. It's not like you went to look for it. Satan designed it. He knew, if I do this, 
till this person, they will allow it. I'll put pressure on this person until they begin to allow it. And he gives, all, gives you all the right circumstances, just like he did with Eve at the garden. And then you change your mind, and you allow it, and God gives it to you. But based on God's word tonight, that's not our portion in Jesus' name. That's no longer our portion. Just to illustrate how powerful Jesus is trying to teach us, he was doing an object lesson for his disciples when he spoke to that tree, right? That was an object lesson. He was trying to let them know the power of words. His words killed the tree. Think about it. But if every word that Jesus spoke came from the Father, guess who was behind that object lesson? The Father himself. It didn't make sense. The tree was not supposed to have fruit in it. It wasn't, it wasn't the season. But God seized on it to teach those disciples a lesson about words. Because after Jesus is through with his ministry, they will have to now start using the words they heard from Jesus. Amen? And speak those words. To change the world. You remember when Peter, uh, Paul and Barnabas came into a city, they says, these men that have changed the world, that have turned the world upside down, they have come to us. How did they do that? Through words. Through words. They turned the world upside down through their words. They were not afraid of their physical strength. They were afraid of their words. What they would say to the people when they come in. That's why Paul says, I'm not, ash I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Because it is the power of God. Another translation says, it's the power God uses to transform lives. Words of gospel, spoken words of faith, is what God uses to transform people's lives. And your life transformed through the words of God. I read in the scripture, Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, be removed and be, you know, cast into the sea, and you don't doubt in your heart, but believe that the words that you've spoken will come to pass, it will be. And the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy, no, no, that's, I take that back. Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. He is not a son of man. If he says something, he'll do it. If he has spoken, he will make his word good. And Deuteronomy 29, verse 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things that are revealed, they belong to us. And what's being revealed to us, I, give, I tell you, I give you power, authority to tread on serpents and scorpions 
and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's been revealed. That belongs to us and to our children. What you allow is what God allows. What you disallow, that's what God will disallow. That's why we need revelation. We need God to reveal because there are things we can't see. Until God opens your eyes to see what's going on, you'll never see what's going on. But once your eyes are open and you know this is the enemy, then you can fight. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. You got to fight. How you fight? Your words. Your words. Your words. David and Goliath, the real battle was the battle of words. Amen? The others came. What The physical part of it came afterwards. Because David told him, this is what's going to happen to you. Amen? This is what's going to happen. I'm going to kill you, and I'll cut off your head, and all your soldiers will die as well. And then action followed. Because action will always follow words. Once you speak it, your brain starts telling your body to line up. All the cells of your body starts lining up. If you keep speaking sickness all the time, your body says, he's allowed sickness, so we are sick. So let's go to the bed, put the covers over our body, and let them bring something hot for us. Hello. What you allow is what the word allows. See, when we have confidence, is this time right? Because I think I still have some time. When we have confidence in God's word, we can stand without fear. And Satan wants us to be afraid because of the things that are happening. Let me tell you this. This is what Satan wants to do. The first thing he comes at you with is fear. First information, natural information, and then fear. And once you buy into that fear, it begins to happen. That's why the Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Even though you know the word of God, you still need to act on it, speak it. You know, I want to go in closing to the story of Elijah. Elijah had been told by God, and he, he said it. The man stopped the rain. How did he do it? By speaking words of faith. Why? Because God told him to. He appeared before Ahab, the king, and says, By my word, <laughs> there will be no drop of rain in the land. He just said it. He said the words, right? Words of faith. How could he know? God told him. Has God said anything yet? He's told us a lot here, right? We're not saying what God says. He said to the king, No rain until I say so. 
No rain until I say so. And guess what? The king experienced it. <laughs> there was no rain in the land. But then God spoke to Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18. I am about to send rain. You can read that. 1 Kings 18 verse 1. God says, I am about to bring send rain to the land. So now go and show yourself to Ahab. And, uh, but before that, I've got some other instructions for you. Verse 1 doesn't tell us that. But he knew everything what he was supposed to do. Just God spoke to him. Just like we read from the scriptures. And he went and showed himself to Ahab. And said, now, go and get uh, your, your 450 prophets of Baal. There's going to be a contest. Amen. How did he know all of that? God told him. That was part of the instruction. Just as we are told from the scriptures. He had his instruction. And so he gathered them. And look, the man was bold. He said, we'll just get two, get two cars. You pick yours. You got 450. And I, I am the only one that's left. Prophet of God. Now, notice, that was wrong, right? But did God tell him, no, don't say that. That's wrong. No, he didn't tell him. Did God abandon him because he said something that was wrong? No. You see, you can be imperfect and God still working for you. Because you are obeying his word. Amen? You can be imperfect, not correct, not fully correct, and God still with you. And so there was this great contest. And, and we're not going to the story. But then after the contest, fire from heaven. And they saw it. And the people says. But notice what he said. He said, when he prayed, he said, God, I want you to send fire from heaven. And by sending the fire from heaven, turn the hearts of the people of Israel back to you. That's what this is all about. Everything God does for us, in this world we're talking about, the spoken words of faith, is to turn the hearts of the people to their God. Back to their God. First Kings 18 verse 37. We have that scripture. Hear me, he was saying. But notice something. God has already told him this, right? And yet he has, he's praying. Because until you speak those words back to God, asking for it to be done on the earth, it's never done. God gave him this instruction, but he still had to speak the words and pray to God and ask for it to be done and apply faith. And the people heard. Amen. The people heard. Hear me, O God. O Lord, hear me. That these people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their heart to you again. If the fire came, then that's a sign that God has turned their hearts. And when the people saw it, they cried out, the Lord he is God. Not Baal, God is God. And after that, 
Elijah said, seize all of these prophets, kill them. And the people didn't hesitate. He wasn't the king. They were not going to listen to the king. Amen? He had authority. And the king was standing there doing nothing. These were his prophets. And this man of God was saying, you guys, men of Israel, kill them. And they listened. He had authority from heaven. Amen? He spoke the words. But after that, this is what he said, beginning from verse, verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. He's speaking it even before it happens. There is the sound of abundance of rain. And Ahab obeyed. He's seen fire come from heaven, okay? This is good. He obeyed. He went. The king obeyed and did what he was told. But look at what the prophet did. He went to pray again. That's an amazing thing. Didn't God tell him in verse 1, I'm about to send rain? Why is he praying? Because until you ask, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we've got to ask. That's why in, in, in Matthew chapter 18, Jesus said, if two of you shall agree. And then he went on to say, well, he says, whatever you bind on earth, whatever you allow on earth will be allowed. But then he went on to say, if two of you shall agree on the earth concerning anything that you want to ask. So they are going, they tied together, they are together. You say it and you talk to him. And it's done. Amen? Stand up tonight. I think tonight God is giving us powerful weapons. We should train ourselves on what we speak to our children, to ourselves. Because what you see with your eyes, that's nothing. What you cannot see with your eyes, that's huge. And that's why the Bible says, why we don't look at the things that we see. It's what basically God's saying, ignore it. Ignore what you see and rather speak what the word says. And that's what will happen. Not your imagination. Read Psalm, Psalm 34 verse 4. God can deliver you from all of your fears. All of your fears. You got fears because of circumstances in your life. You're thinking, this is going to happen to me. This is where I am. I'm going to fail. I'll suffer shame. Psalm 34 verse 4. God will deliver you from all of your fears. Just call to him. Amen. Can we lift, shall we lift our hands to God tonight? Do you have any fear before in your heart? <laughs> That's nothing. God says, I can deliver you from that. I can deliver you from that. Not only that, all of them. All of them. All of them. God will deliver you. Tonight, talk to your heavenly father. I've got this fear, God. This is my fear. But I'm not going to speak that anymore. I'm going to be telling you what I believe. 
what I believe. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I don't have the fear of your furnace. I can see that. We may be burned, but I'm not speaking that. I'm telling you, King, my God is able to deliver us from your fire and your furnace. I believe God. We believe God. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for filling your heart, the hearts of your people with your word. Something is happening right now. In the spirit realm, in your life, something is taking place in your life right now. Every one of you, something is happening in your life right now. Things are changing just because of the words that you've heard tonight. Things are changing because you believe the word and you speak, you have decided in your heart, I no longer speak those negative things that I see with my eyes. Not negative things about your life, your family, your finances, where your prayer life, your, nothing negative. Nothing negative. Only what the word says. Father, thank you. Thank you for fulfilling your words tonight. We give you praise. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name. And all the family of God said, Amen. God bless you.